hey, there's lots of services out there that talk about Google reviews. But why don't you listen to a couple of users of Clinic Gym Connect who talk about how easy it can be to get Google reviews through text messaging. Remember, texts get opened five times more than emails. So if you're sending requests for Google reviews, man, oh man, is it worth your time to send it via text? Here's Mark and Carson talking about their experience using Clinic Gym Connect. We have a automation set up where it sends them a text responding to it saying, hey, thanks for your feedback. Would you mind sharing that in the form of a Google review? Leave the uh, link in there. It's a simple click. And we've seen some success with that. Out of the nine and tens, I would say it's about 25% leave Google reviews. We had one patient a couple of weeks ago who, you know, wasn't really warm when they came in. We uh-huh. sent them through the new patient campaign, sent them a picture, made it easy for them to get here. Seemed fine at checkout. And then I go and get a notification that night that they left us a five-star Google review. So I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. So it just shows that, you know, you never know how everybody's going to react. On my calls, when I originally pick up the phone, oh, why'd you you choose us? What brought you here? I've gotten a handful that say, no, well, on Google, seen a bunch of good things being said. So that's one of the first things I look at. And it made it easy for us to pick you. So just like that, you can collect a bunch of text message-based Google reviews. Now, Mark and Carson have done a great job of this, but I have to tell you, we have another user who sent out a boatload of requests and in one weekend got 64 new Google reviews. I mean, talk about success. So if you're interested in those kind of numbers, check out clinicgymconnect.com. Again, that's clinicgymconnect.com or email me and be happy to set up a demo for you. Thanks a lot. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym hybrid model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. In fact, this is the most exciting episode of 2022. Why? Because this is the first episode of Clinic Gym Radio in 2022. So it is all the way live. This is Dr. Josh calling in from my master bedroom right now, uh, interviewing none other than myself yet again. Why? Well, it's the first of the year, and I don't want to task anybody with being interviewed right now. But I did want to kind of get some thoughts down on paper, or in this case, down on the audio broadcastico waves of audio joy that get go from my computer somehow into your eardrums uh, and talk about a couple things. So the subject I think that would be worthy of talking about the first episode of the entire new year would be this. There is a reason I started the podcast. There's a reason I started the Facebook page. There's a reason I wrote this article that kind of launched all this stuff. And the reason is this, man, it is sometimes tough to be a chiropractor and man, it sucks to be broke. I have been broke as a chiropractor and it sucks. It sucks bad. And I hate seeing broke chiropractors. I hate being a broke chiropractor, but I would say that the world of chiropractic does not have, no one publishes the cheat codes. I think there are some cheat codes but I don't think they get published as much as they should. And the big reason that I really talk about, you know, the clinic gym model is 
because I realized quickly that exercise was fantastic therapy for patients. I mean, even if you read the research, but even if you don't read the research and you just do exercise and active rehab with your patients, you notice that, hey, I think I'm going to have a line of t-shirts that say, sweat glands are pain relievers. You know, like the more you use, the more your patients sweat, the better they seem to do and the more their pain seems to go away. But I realized that, hey, exercise is really a huge part of treatment. Like I would never implore treatment without exercise these days. Couple that with the fact that someone else can do exercise for you, right? So you could hire a personal trainer, you could hire a CA, you could hire a exercise phys, an ATC, whatever, for someone to do exercise for your patients. And the third thing is exercise is often sold as a membership. So, you know, if you go to have a gym membership, uh, that is exercise being sold in a membership-based model. So those three things really came together to form the clinic gym model. And if you're listening to this, you probably go like, uh, duh, dude, we know that. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm listening. So good. I want to reward you. So the thought I had today, this being the first podcast of the year, first podcast of the day, first podcast of this week, in fact, is that is a lot of first, but, uh, it is this, the idea of easy money in your clinic. All right. So let's talk about easy money to it, two different ways. The reason I bring up easy money is there are ways to make a lot of money. And if you're in a one-on-one service business, like chiropractic or massage therapy or personal training or anything where you are getting paid basically for your time and you can handle one person at at a time, that is a tough road to hoe or road to hoe. Uh, It can be done and you can make money the hard way, which is just grinding out more hours than the next guy. So you can say like, hey, I really want to make enough money to get a new car. So I'm going to work 60 hours a week of direct patient or client care. That sucks. You can do it. Many people have. There are points in my life when I did it too, but man, it is a hard way to make a living. So let's talk about the easy ways to make a living. I want to talk about one uh, first that I was kind of thinking about this week because my clinic, my, um, I have a, my clinic is basically set up as a, it's mostly a high-end golf fitness evaluation assessment facility. We have like a a golf simulator. It's called the TrackMan. It's kind of the best launch monitor. Tells us what the ball is doing. Then we have a K-Vest, which puts little sensors on the body to measure how the person's moving and looking at the kinematic sequence. Then we have a body track, which is kind of like a low dollar force plate that they stand on and shows us their their, um, ground reaction force. These are all nerdy ways to say we can evaluate a golfer a lot of different ways. We use some other methods like vertical jump testing and medicine ball throws and uh, some other strength measurements, but we can get a pretty good picture of a um, golfer to develop a a treatment plan. Why does all this matter? Well, I got... (laughs) uh, We were renting some space this last year and we got booted. So the next door... Neighbor lady said, oh, it's too loud. Oh, it's too loud. You know, hitting golf balls, blah, blah, blah. It's just too loud. So we had to find a new space, which looks like we did. But um, the funny thing was, it was making me think of how I wanted to practice and was I willing to give up the assessment thing. And in the end, I decided against that. Like, I'm not giving up the assessment piece to just do a type of uh, performance care that doesn't need the client to hit golf balls. So that led me to the thought of easy money. Uh, when I'm doing my evals, and typically our eval lasts about 90 minutes, and it's depending on the client, it's anywhere from about 225 to 450 
Um, and it's a cash cash service. There's no, we don't charge insurance for it, but uh, it typically lasts one to two hours. So 90 minutes is kind of the middle ground there. Uh, when I'm doing those evals with golfers, that is easy money. I, I, I would not consider that hard work. In fact, it's hard to do, like say it's work at all. I would certainly be willing to do it for free, but I love doing it. It absolutely gets my motor going to see these numbers, put together the whole picture, and it is not tough for me. And uh, I love it. Now, this is not for everybody. And in fact, I would say like, this is a really niche of a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. Like we serve a certain kind of client. I always jokingly say our clients are male, pale, and stale. It's old, rich, white guys from country clubs is usually who comes in. We actually, their wives are uh, typically females at country clubs. They're actually better clients, but there's way more dudes who play golf at country clubs. Uh, we typically treat them. Um, we'll treat anybody that pays the money, but just happens to be the certain niche. They're usually over 55 and often over 65. Uh, multiple comorbidities, multiple, I don't know what you want to say, chronic injuries, you know, chronic low back pain, chronic knee issues, chronic shoulder issues. I, I looked one time, the average, uh, there was a six month period where the average number of surgeries my active patient population had was three. <laughs> like they had had at, on average three, meaning some of them had seven, only a few had only had one, but almost none of them had had zero surgeries. Anyway, so let's get back to this idea of easy money. Why is it important to have easy money? Well, I noticed that when I'm doing what I'm doing, when I'm making that easy money, doing the golf evaluations, my clients can feel it, see it, taste it on me that I am super jazzed to be there. And I would do this for free. I just happen to charge a lot of money for them. Um, but they respond to that. And on the flip side, when I'm working with somebody who's maybe not a golfer or referred by a buddy, who, you know, I get some chronic complex cases of people go, oh, you seem to know every, you know, know how to handle the situation. Would you evaluate my friend or help out? And I'll do it. But if they're not a golfer, if we're not pulling data on them, I'm just not as excited about it. Right. And it's funny, those people often complain about the co the price, whereas the golfers are paying 450 cash, like for this evaluation and not complaining. So why is it? Well, if you have the opportunity to work with a population that just gets you totally jazzed, do it, or at least recognize that that is a place where you make easy money. And I think you got to put some easy money into your schedule every week. So I know uh, Brandon Garland, for example, amazing provider out in Portland area. He works with disc golfers. And I'm not talking about like, like kind of dabbles in it. Like he's working with like the national level team or US Open team or champion, world champion disc golfer. Like this is high level stuff. For him, if disc golfers get him jazzed, he should inject that easy money into his calendar every, every day, every week, every month, right? Work on the people who get you jazzed up. If you're interested, I have a friend that works on rodeo athletes. It gets them jazzed up. Work on that easy money. Now, little sidebar. Easy money oftentimes can trick you though. Or these patients that you love to work on can often trick you because we forget that we have to get paid for this. And I'll tell you the story from my own history. When I first moved out here to Las Vegas, a friend of mine was on the first season of a show called The Ultimate Fighter. I've told this story a thousand times before, but why not make this podcast episode a little longer for you? Uh, so my friend was on The Ultimate Fighter. He was friends with everybody at Randy Couture's gym, which is kind of the premier gym for MMA fighters at the time. Um, he knew everybody in the UFC. You know, he personally knew all the major players. Uh, let's see, Frank Mir, Heath Herring, Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin at that time. Those guys were on the show as well. 
trying to think of some other players, Boss Rutten, Frank Trigg. Um, so this is, man, 15 years ago in the UFC, but these guys were all John Lewis, kind of some big names, right? So he knew all those guys and had lunch with all those guys. And I had moved to town. I was helping my friend, you know, kind of with some performance care. So he thought he would do me a favor, bring in all his buddies so that I could get exposure to these guys. I love doing it. They were complex cases. You could, you know, you could really analyze and get a lot of inter- interesting information. The problem was they didn't have any money. So I was doing care that I love to do. And I was going broke doing it. So although I love to do that, it was not easy money. So I want you to think about easy money and the fact of what would you do for free that you actually also get paid pretty decently for. I was not getting paid anything for the UFC guys so, or the MMA guys. So it was not easy money. It was easy. It was easy work. If you want to call it that, it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't easy money. And I want you to think about easy money uh, and injecting that into your schedule. So the best filter I found for easy money is this. Goat. <laughs> this is by trial and error. I've screwed this up enough to know that this works, but Go to your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whoever. And, and if, you're, if you're not in a relationship, then like mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever you talk to the most often during the week, right? And uh, this is like the most accurate way to do this. And ask them like, hey, so for me, I'd ask my wife, hey, babe, who do you, who do you see me? Like, who, who do I work with? And you see me, I'm totally jazzed afterward right? I'm totally psyched up afterward or, you know, I, I do it all the time and uh, I love doing it. And my wife would peg, she's like, oh, it's golf evaluations. You got to do that. My wife will tell me all the time, like, hey, because the, the two things give me jazz, like golf evaluations and teaching the SFMA out on the road. I love that, right? And she'll tell me like, hey, you seem kind of down for the last week. Uh, when's the last time you taught? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, come on, that fills your batteries, right? She'll do the same thing with the clinic. I'll say, hey, uh, my buddy was talking to me. You know, I'll talk to, say, my buddy Aaron Jorgensen, who's an amazing provider, has a great PI clinic. Oh, I was talking to Aaron. He was talking about, you know, um, PI and all this. And she, like, like, gives me this look. And she's like, that's great. You guys talking about it. You're not doing that. Like, why not? Because every time you work with PI clients, you're, like, down in the dumps afterwards. You hate it. Don't do it. And I, like, kind of laugh. But she's right. I don't get jazzed about that like I do the golfers. So although the PI clients have money or would be money, right? It's not easy money. And for me, the golfers are easy and pay. So that's easy money. The MMA guys were um, easy, but no money, right? So finding that easy money is, is important. So what is it for you? And I would love it if you threw it up in the comments on the Facebook page or emailed me, josh at clinicgymhybrid.com. Or send me a message like, what is easy money for you? Or who is easy money for you? Or what, what classification? So for Aaron, it's, it's PI referrals. Like he just loves that system. He loves working with everybody and making the referrals and working with attorneys and everything. Um, uh, for other guys, you know, Brandon I talked about is, I think, I think it's disc golf. I haven't actually talked to Brandon about this. So Brandon, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, I think for the, the Bleams, Chip, and um, his wife, Carol, they have a, a cool uh, clinic gym hybrid out in, oh man, Sykesburg, Maryland, Eldersburg, Maryland. I can't remember. I've been out there. They were wonderful hosts for me. Um, but for him, I think it's, it's, it's preaching the methods of, kettle, of the kettlebell inpatient rehab. To him, I think that's easy money. It pays well. People love it. People can see that it totally j- jazzes him up and he loves doing it, right? He would do it for free. 
I just think you got to find that easy money. So that's the first thing is like, who is it or what is it that you do that is easy money that you do no matter what, but it also happens to pay really well. I think this year it's worth your time, worth your struggle, worth your effort to find out what that is and just start trying to fill your week up with more of it. Right. So if it was golfers, go find more golfers. If it's disc golf players, find more disc golf players. If it's teaching more people about the kettlebell with Chip and uh, Carol, like, hey, let's find time to teach more kettlebell stuff. And I think that'll give you a great start to this year. Now, the second, second reason I had this podcast is there is the care that you like to deliver or the type of service you like to provide. And then there's also the business model. And so I really think that it's important to kind of cover the business model because I don't think most people realize, and I certainly don't stress this enough when I talk about the clinic gym model, but the goal, I remember Dan John one time, if you get a chance to ever listen to Dan John on a podcast or Dan John at one of his seminars or you know, as a guest, that guy is one of the best public speakers and just the most amazing coaches I've ever seen in my life. And he, in one, in one seminar I was at for Perform Better, he said, the goal is to keep the goal, the goal. And it is so true. Like so many times we get distracted from what we're trying to do and we lose sight of what is the goal. So he says, if you're, if you're a discus thrower, the goal is to go to the Olympics and throw the disc. The goal is not to get strong in the weight room, although that may help. The goal is to keep the goal, the goal, which is throw the disc farther than anybody else in the world. So with a clinic gym hybrid, I think I have been remiss over the last couple of years of not stating the goal. The goal is to have more than 50% of your business come from membership revenue. Monthly recurring revenue, MRR, is based on memberships you're selling, not fitness sessions, not fitness classes. You are selling memberships. Your goal should be to get to memberships. Membership, a membership-based business will completely change your life. It will. Everybody I know who goes to a membership-based business, their life has been changed. When you get MRR, monthly recurring revenue, your life will change. You'll be able to make better decisions. You'll be able to make better purchases. You'll be able to clarify your business, but get some MRR. I recently talked to a friend, uh, Kevin Christie, and he has uh, started a couple things where he's getting essentially memberships. And you hear him talk about that aspect of his business, and it's totally different than when he talks about clinical care. Um, it's more reliable. I don't I don't know if it makes him more than what his clinic does, but it's just easier. It's um, easier to plan with. It's easier to plan for. It's easier to think about what's next, lay out that roadmap, that pathway, and all that. It is so much better when you have MRR, monthly recurring revenue. The best way to do that is fitness memberships, fitness memberships. So if you are going to start a clinic gym hybrid, I want you to think that the goal that you want to keep the goal and focus on this goal is to get fitness memberships, 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 memberships. So a couple of little uh, tips on that. Number one, make sure that when somebody says that they're the number one way to grow a clinic gym hybrid that I think most people totally screw up is this. When a client is pitched on a membership and they say, yes, they'll sign up. How quickly can you get them signed up and paying the membership rate? This should take less than two minutes. In most places and most people I talk to, it takes days or weeks. So you should have a clipboard or some way 
or an iPad or something ready. So that if somebody says, yeah, you know what? I am interested in that membership. Pull up the waiver they need to sign, the contract or agreement that you have and take their first payment or their credit card. Get it in there. What usually happens is people say, great, I'm so excited you're going to sign up. Why don't you come back tomorrow? We'll do it. Or why don't you come back on Friday to Friday's class? We'll sign you up after that. Stop that. That doesn't work. It never has worked. Everybody tries it. And it's just a way to make yourself feel better of not asking for the money. So I would say, as soon as they say, yeah, I'm interested, like walk up to the front desk and have a code word for your front desk person. Says like, hey, Sally wants to sign up for our, you know, our program. The first thing that that person, the front desk should be, should do is say, all right, great, Sally, can I get your credit card from you? And then once Sally hands over the credit card, then you hand her back that clipboard or iPad or whatever that you need to collect some information. But just make that process so seamless in your office that anybody walking up to the front desk can get somebody signed up for the membership in less than two minutes. That will help grow your practice. It's the way that we commit to our clients and it's the way they commit to us. There's a weird psychology that goes on. If you don't let them pay, they will develop a little bit of animosity and feel like you're not letting them pay. You're not letting them be part of your clinic or your fitness program. And a weird dynamic occurs. Ask anybody who has a membership base, um, what happens when you don't let people sign up? It's kind of a slap in the face, even if it's like passive aggressive. It just happens. So get them signed up. Uh, where else was I going to go with that? Uh, another tip with the membership. An easy way to think about how many members you could have is take your square. This works with under about mm, 1,000 to 1,500 square feet. It starts to fall apart right around 1,000 square feet. But think about this ratio. Take the number of square feet you have, and divide it by 10, and that's where your membership will top out, okay? So take the number of square feet you have for a fitness facility, divide that number by 10, and that's roughly the number you'll cap out at. So what does this mean? If you have 400 square feet, you can sustain, maybe you can get close to 40 members. I'd guess you get probably 35 and it starts getting real packed at 40. If you've got 900 uh, square feet, you might be able to squeeze 80 to 90 people out of it. If you have 250 square feet, I just don't see how you can have more than 25 members. But that's a rough estimation of how to do it. A couple other numbers. Membership prices for a fitness are usually based on the area and financially what that area is willing to pay for stuff, right? Here's an easy way to think about it. The least amount you should charge for small group training, which is what you want to run. So four people in a class, one coach, um, that works really well with like 400, 500 square feet too. You don't want to have like, you don't want to be trying to shove 20 people in there. Just a few people, four, four people that allows the coach to uh, change up and offer progressions and regressions enough, um, allows you to have enough room to exercise without being overwhelmed. But four people in a small group, um, a good way to think about how much should you charge is about three to 3.75 times the average amount you get for a visit. So if you, so think three to three and a half, how about that? Three to three and a half. So if you get $70 on average per visit, no matter what you do, then you should be charging for small group training about 210 to $250 basically, right? So three to three and a half times. If you're charging 50 bucks, you're in an area that your average collection is 50 bucks. That means you charge somewhere around 150 to 175. If you're in an area where every once in a while I'll see this, like they're getting over $100 per visit on average, right? 
then you should be charging $300 to $400 or three to $375 if you're getting uh, on average. So look at, and these, these are not perfect. These are just ratios that work for most of the country. So like kind of an 80-20 rule. So take your average collection, three to 3.75, and that's your kind of range. That'd be for small group training. So this is high service, high level uh, training, uh, not big group classes where there's really no coaching. There's just like announcements like, hey, this is what we're doing. Do three sets of burp, three sets of 10 burpees, go. That's just different than what I'm talking about and doesn't really fit with your model. Last tip, let me just cover this. Easy money, easy money, easy money, easy money. Uh, where can you get easy money? Number one, do the work that you love that's easy to get. Number two, membership-based business, membership-based business. As soon as that monthly membership money overcomes your operating expense, your overhead, you will be blown away by how easy, how easy it is to make money in chiropractic. You, it will bl- blow your mind. Everybody who gets that point is just like, this is the craziest thing. This is like, you want to just like run through the streets and tell everybody like, this is insane. This membership is amazing. Oh my God. People yell out, why are you yelling? Put on pants. What are you doing? But anyways, that membership stuff. And then uh, third thing, uh, going along the idea of easy money. um, What was the third thing? I completely forgot. And I wish I had notes because I totally wanted to cover this with you. Uh, We talked about the ratios that divide by 10. We talked about um, average rate. All right. Well, it looks like we're going to have another episode where I get to that third thing that I totally forgot. But yeah. Uh, so this is the first episode for 2022. Here's the thought. When you're thinking about your planning or you're, you're planning for the new year, definitely look at that easy money that you want to you wanna find. Find that easy money, put it into your schedule and find a membership that you can sell and memberships will create that amazing recurring monthly revenue that will just absolutely blow your mind. And I cannot stress that enough. It's, it's incredible what it does. So with that, I hope this is the best year you've ever had. Uh, I hope 2022 is far and away just the greatest year for you on whatever you want to make your priority for the year. So I'm kind of talking from an area of growth uh, financially. But listen, if, uh, if your priority um, is fitness, then I hope this is the best year for you. Um, if your priority is your relationships with maybe your, your spouse or your kids or uh, your parents, then I hope it's, it's the year that you figure those things out. And if it's the year you're starting out, maybe you're a student last year and you just graduated, then hey, I hope this is an amazing start. The, the world has never been as bright for a young chiropractor as it is now. And my last thing, uh, priorities. Uh, I heard this little, you know, I'm on somebody's email list and they're a great writer. And they said the word priority was never pluralized until like the 1980s. It was, you could only have a priority. You couldn't have priorities because the whole point of priorities is if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority, right? If the equal amount of pressure is on, um, uh, on everything, then it can't be special. And they said, here's an easy way to know what's the priority. The word priority comes from the word prior. And that is what task would you do prior to another? So if you say, hey, my priorities are my kids. And I say, oh yeah, what do you do prior to seeing your kids? Like, oh, I go to the bar (laughs) and I have some drinks. And then I would say, well, maybe the bar is actually your priority because you do it prior to seeing your kids. So if, uh, and this, this is just what this author said, but I think it's pretty good. If fitness is your priority, then do it prior 
to everything else. So fitness is your priority. Do it before work. Do it before you get your kids up. Do it before you have breakfast. Do it before you get ready for work. No matter what it is, do it before because it should fall prior to everything else in importance, right? If your relationships are the priority, then you know, talk to that loved one before you go to the gym, before you go to work, before that. Just make it prior to everything else. Make it the priority. So it kind of got my brain spinning. I thought I'd share that with you, but I think um, that kind of prior to idea helps figure out your priorities. So with that, I will let you get back to your amazing start of this year. Um, I hope that you are following us in our Facebook group, the Clinic Gym Hybrid Discussion Group. I hope you're going to check out our Trust Driven Treatment uh, website that we are spinning up right now as we speak. And I hope that you are participating in some other group that just gets your motor going, that kind of easy thing. So if you're into woodworking or fixing old cars or um, fantasy football or, uh, you know, custom or what are those uh, sneaker, what are they called? Sneaker pimps, sneaker, sneaker heads, uh, you know, fill your soul with that stuff because then you become a more interesting person and people want to be around you. So with that, I hope this is the greatest year of your professional and personal life. Uh, if I can do anything for you, hit me up at josh at clinicgymhybrid.com. And as I say always, but is especially important to remember at the beginning of every year, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks guys. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients. 